Hi, I am Sara Liguori, a physiatrist and researcher at the University of Naples Luigi Van Vitelli. I am one of the authors of this paper that aims to describe the evidence on rehabilitation interventions for persons with cerebral palsy. We performed an overview of all the Cochrane systematic reviews according to the inclusion criteria defined by the World Health Organization in the WHO Rehabilitation Program package of interventions for rehabilitation. The methodology was developed by the WHO and Cochrane Rehabilitation. The search strings consisted of terms defining the health condition, in this case cerebral palsy, and rehabilitation, and ran in the Cochrane Library in August 2019, with an updated search in June 2022. To assess the methodological quality of the included Cochrane systematic reviews, we used the Amster 2, and for the certainty of evidence, we identified and extracted data about the great judgment reported in each Cochrane systematic review. We included eight Cochrane systematic reviews, the overall certainty of evidence region from high to very low. The Cochrane systematic reviews identified after the screening process were summarized using evidence map, grouping outcomes and comparisons of included Cochrane systematic reviews indicated the effect and quality of evidence to provide a comprehensive view of our findings. The first evidence map includes the pharmacological interventions in persons with cerebral palsy. The white boxes show the effect in favor of intervention, the black one in favor of comparison, the light gray uppercase no effect, and the dark gray lowercase when the effect was not estimable. The best evidence derives from the botulinum toxin. Alone probably improves spasticity, range of motion, and quality of movement when compared with placebo. When associated with occupational therapy, improves spasticity, improved quality of movement, improved performance, gait attainment, and occupational satisfaction when compared with placebo or other treatments. While, for example, for what concerned the change in dystonia, it was uncertain if trixfenidyl make a difference compared with placebo on changing dystonia from baseline. For what concerned the evidence map for non-pharmacological interventions in persons with cerebral palsy, mechanical-assisted walking without body support probably improves gait, gross motor function and participation. Constraint-induced movement therapy may improve bimanual performance and bimanual capacity. There is uncertainty on the effect of a sleep positioning system of sleep patterns, child and family quality of life, pain and physical functioning. Our findings support the role of botulinum toxin combined with other non-pharmacological treatments in the management of spasticity and reveal a positive or RCT examining both pharmacological and non-pharmacological treatments for dystonia and postural deformities. Our findings support the NICE guideline which encourages a multimodal approach that includes botulinum toxin combined with other non-pharmacological treatments as it may be more effective in the treatment of CP-associated conditions. Despite these promising findings, we need to consider two important aspects of this approach, safety and cost. Botulinum toxin administration might cause some adverse events including muscle atrophy. The use of botulinum toxin associated with cost-related barriers must be administered by a trained professional. In low- and middle-income countries, these treatments are not readily available and people with cerebral palsy continue to experience more severe motor impairments and a lower quality of life. While physiotherapy interventions may be less costly and safer than other interventions such as botulinum toxin, the uncertainty of their effectiveness, the lack of early diagnostic and rehabilitation services contribute to disparities in service availability, use and treatment outcomes in some countries. 
Considering the complexity of children with cerebral palsy and their rehabilitative needs, our findings will drive future research in this field. Studies with larger sample sites and rigorous methodology should further investigate the effectiveness of rehabilitation interventions for the management of cerebral palsy, including safety and economic outcomes. The strengths of our paper are that, using a map, we provided a comprehensive and user-friendly interface of current knowledge and gaps. All Cochrane systematic reviews were evaluated using the grid approach and the broad global representation from included trials boosts the reproducibility of the results in different countries and settings. However, all included Cochrane systematic reviews did not consider other types of rehabilitation interventions, such as the use of technology or approaches to vision impairments, and there were no studies which considered adults. We included exclusively Cochrane systematic reviews, as they represent the gold standard among systematic reviews for their high quality methodology. This could limit the generalizability of the findings and investigated interventions. Another limitation is that we not provided a full evidence map that should start from a priori grid developed according to a specific methodology, including all the possible outcomes and interventions. Thank you for your attention and I wish you good reading.